LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. Thank you for joining me, Stephen Doyle, back with you after a short break to preview this weekend's action in the SSE Electricity League. The last podcast and the new extra edition were received really well, so a big thank you for giving it a listen and welcome if this is your first time to tune in. So on this week's edition, there is an exclusive as long for town boss Stephen Henderson reveals the formula to beating Galway United. You know, our tails are up at the moment. We're not we're not arrogant. Uh, there's an element of confidence coming within the group, as there is in treaty. Dundalk fullback Dara Lee talks about a resurgence in form for the Lily Whites. I know it's a cliche, but I think the fans did really get us over the, over the line that night. We got a last minute winner. Treaty United are also surging up the table, and we'll hear about that from midfielder Willie Armshaw, who also talks about an old teammate who dazzled for Ireland against France in the Euro 2024 qualifiers. He was, you know, physically strong, so quick, good with the ball at his feet. He was just electric on the field. On match day 14 in the Premier Division, Shamrock Rovers made it two wins out of two in the Dublin Derby this season as they defeated Bohemians 2 0. Perugia to sweep in the cross. Kenny is there and it's saved. He's right into the back of the net. Trevor Clark makes the breakthrough for Shamrock Rovers. Rory Gaffney sealed the win after Trevor Clark's opener and Bohemians' penalty shout, which was ignored by the referee. Both stayed top but are now just one point ahead of the hoops. Third place Derry City got back to winning ways, edging out hosts Drotty United 1-0. The managerless derby was a five-goal thriller with St. Patrick's Athletic had trailed Cork City 2-1 at the break. But Jake Mulraney scored and the winner was a special one for an athletic teenager at Turner's Cross. Tim Pats with a lot of possessions. Murphy's in here and he makes it three. And he does. Cork City 2, St. Pats 3. 79 minutes on the clock. The substitute Adam Murphy is nipping in. That is his first senior goal for St. Pats and Adam Murphy will enjoy the celebrations. The goal scored in the first half by Shane Griffin at Tolka Park was enough for Shelburne to defeat UCD 1-0 while Saturday night's game saw Sligo Rovers' patchy home form continue with a 1-0 defeat to Dundalk who have now won three in a row to move up to fourth place. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball On to match day 15 in the Premier Division this week and there are a couple of extra Monday night fixtures, more on those later. First place third at a sold out Daily Mount Park where I'll be on commentary duty myself alongside Rotherham United striker Georgie Kelly on LOI TV, a man of course who knows both clubs very well. The home team will hope to get back to winning ways after last week's Dublin Derby defeat. The Candy Stripes will be looking to avenge that 1-0 loss at home against Bohemians a month ago. The Omens are good as they're unbeaten in their last four visits to Dublin 7 with three wins and a draw. Across the Liffey at Richmond Park, John Daly remains as interim boss with 6th place St. Patrick's Athletic who entertain Drogheda United. Daly confirmed the bad news this week that Totem centre-back and skipper Joe Redmond's hamstring injury will keep him out for a couple of months. The visitors are in 8th place, 6 points behind Athletic and without a win since April 7th. In other words, 2 points from a possible 18. The Inchicore club said on Thursday they were heading for a home sellout and if they can cheer on a win, 
Saints will be back in the top half of the table. They have the upper hand with seven wins in the last nine meetings, with the Drogs including a 3-1 victory at Weavers Park a month ago. The old rivalry between Dundalk and Cork City seems but a distant memory these days and especially as the Leasiders are struggling since returning to the top flight. They've earned just nine points from 14 matches and only UCD are beneath them in the table while the search for a new manager continues after the departure of club legend Colin Healy. Richie Holland's in charge again this week and he'll be without the suspended Ali Gilchrist for their trip to Dundalk. Lily White's fullback Dara Lee told LOI Matchday he won't be lulled into a false sense of security based on City's current position. I know their league position and stuff uh, doesn't look too well, but the last game, sorry, who did uh, they play? Pats, 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 yeah, Pats, yeah. yeah. They were well in that game. Um, and when I played Bows, they, they were, I know it was, I think it was 5 0, had a man sent off, but mm. they could have went one up after after the first minute. Uh, James Talbot made a great save and stuff. So it's, <laughs> I know they might be down there and whatever, but. It would be a very tough game and um, we'll, have to be on, we'll have to be on our game ourselves. Dundalk were hovering around the bottom not so long ago and desperate for a win. All of a sudden, they won three on the bounce and they're just three points off the top three. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you said it there yourself. Um, if you put a, a few wins together in this league, you can shoot right up, as you're seeing with ourselves. And Yeah, we are on... Um, a decent little run at the minute and a long way that continue. The third match in that run was a hard-fought 1-0 away to Sligo Rovers with the winner scored by a man Leahy's played with at two clubs. They're on a good little run at the minute themselves um, and as you said it is a very tough place to go but um, it's a good game and a great result in the end. Wardy coming up with a header. Wardy who you, you would have known from your days at Bohemians as well. Were you surprised when you ended up uh, in the same squad as him once again? Yeah, yeah, no, Ward is a great lad and he's obviously been around the league for a while and as you said, I, I played two years with him then at uh, at Bowes and now this is going into our second year at Dundalk but it's actually funny, we were just talking on the bus on the way back and he said it was his first header he's ever scored. Like so, <laughs> It feels like the 25-year-old's been around the league for a very long time, a point emphasised by the fact that he was the elder lemon in a recent starting eleven. Yeah, it was the UCB game. But obviously, yeah, we have a few injuries. Andy Boyle, Greg Slugger, Dan Kelly, Robbie Benson was obviously on the bench, Pat Hoban was on the bench, and Bordy was on the bench. So then, yeah, I, d- I didn't realise until the day before the game someone mentioned it to me that I was going to be the eldest player uh, on the day. The Swords native will need to use all of that experience to try and keep one of the division's sharpest shooters quiet on Friday night. Rory Keating has scored five goals for the Leesiders and there are only three players above him in the scoring charts. They actually beat us down there in Turner's Cross a couple yeah. of weeks back. So uh, it's, uh, it was recent enough the last time we did play them. Um, and I think he has a couple of goals to his name. So we we will have to be uh, right on our game. And as you said, with their, um, the managerial situation, there's lads that haven't been playing that are now getting their chance and be chomping at the bit. So it'll be a tough game. Yeah, what's what makes Keating such a dangerous striker? Uh, well, look, he's he's lively enough now, um, and he's he's goal down the slider like from outside the box. He can he can hit them from from distance, and he's lively enough. So, be a be a tricky enough. Uh, game now Friday. Lee, he is enjoying the packed crowds around the league this season and he credits the support at Oriel Park for helping Dundalk earn a few of their points this season. It's brilliant. Um, it's the best season since I've come into the league anyway that you, you, you can struggle to get a ticket on, on a Friday night. Like I think it's it's brilliant and long way that continue.
that buzz like that it brings it, it just gives you an extra motivation like we played Drada there a few weeks ago and the atmosphere that was incredible and um, we were obviously tuning it open and they brought it back to 2-2 two, two. and I know it's a cliche but I think the fans did really get us over the, over the line that night we got a last minute winner in John Martin um, and the fans have been brilliant not just on the dog fans, but around the league, like you see the attendance is going up. And uh, as I said, you, you can struggle to get a ticket now on a Friday night, which is great. There will be a scramble for away tickets at the UCD Bowl, where the students entertain champions Shamrock Rovers. The Hoops will be hoping for a win combined with a draw at Dalier to see them go top of the table. Or could UCD provide an upset this weekend under former Hoop Andy Myler? 2013 was the last time they did so against the Tala Club, who have won six in a row at the college ground since. Those Friday night games are all 7.45 kickoffs. Saturday night's match is also a quarter to eight start. The showgrounds hosts the clash of Sligo Rovers and Shelburne, who are trailing their last meeting at Talca Park before Maddie Smith's equaliser and that bizarre John Mahan OG. There have been few home comforts for the bit of red of late with just one win, two draws and two defeats there in their last five. While Shells have frustrated both Drogheda United and Shamrock Rovers on their road trips in recent weeks. Then on Monday night, the four clubs bound for Europe this season will be in action against each other. Derry City entertained Dundalk at 7.45, while at 8 o'clock Shamrock Rovers take on St. Patrick's Athletic. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball. On match day 13 in the first division, the top of the table battle between Galway United and Waterford at Eamon DC Park went the way of the home team. Ed McCarthy opened the scoring for John Caulfield's side as they bounced back from that shock defeat to Longford Town. Then midway to the second half. Hurley, the cork man for Galway United, goes low and goes hard and steers Galway United two to the goal at Eamon DC Park. Ollie. Waterford did pull a goal back but ultimately lost 2-1 and are now 10 points behind the table-topping tribesmen. Longford Town made it back-to-back wins for the first time this season with a hard-fought 3-2 victory in Kerry, whose wait for a maiden win continues. Cove Ramblers are back up to third place after winning back-to-back for the first time since the start of the season with an impressive 4-1 home victory against Finn Harps. There was just the third appearance of the season for 20-year-old Liam Kervick, whose double on the night made it three goals in two games. Up towards Fral again, gets the flick on it. It's Charlie Lyons, it's Kervick, and it's a second what a goal for Liam Kervick. A fourth goal for Cole Ramblers, and that should be that here in St. Coleman's Park. Another superb strike from Liam Kervick. Another monster team in form are Treaty United, who beat Athlone Town to make it three victories on the bounce. They're up to sixth place and a point off the playoffs, while Wexford and Bray played out a 1-1 draw at Ferry Carrick Park. On match day 14 in the First Division, a first for the podcast this week. The way the rota worked out, I've spoken to both camps ahead of Saturday night's match at Bishop's Gate. You'll hear from them in a mo. Can Kerry end their wait for a first League of Ireland victory this weekend? Well, it won't be easy. Away to Athlone Town, who have the division's second top scorer within their ranks. Centre forward France Piero has hit the net 10 times in 12 appearances and has scored seven in his last four, including a hat-trick and a double. He'll hope to help the Westmead club to a third consecutive home win, 
Galway United, meanwhile, will be looking to extend their lead at the top from 10 points as they welcome Wexford to the Dyke Road. James Keddie's team will take confidence from their excellent 1-0 win away to Waterford before last week's draw with Bray. But while they lost recently to Longford Town, John Caulfield's team have a winning home record to protect. A third win in a row for Shane Keegan's Cove Ramblers on Friday would get them to within two points of second place. That's because they face Munster rivals Waterford at the RSC. Blues boss Keith Long will be eager to return to winning ways after back-to-back defeats against Wexford and Galway United. They'll hope that the April SSE Artricity Soccer Riders Player of the Month, Roland Cochran, can add to his incredible 15-goal tally on the way to victory. The Rams will be looking for revenge after losing to the same side 3-1 at home, which was Long's first away match in charge of Waterford. The Carlisle Grounds is where two struggling sides, Bray Wanderers and Finn Harps, will be hoping for a badly needed win. The Donegal side have lost twice and drawn in their last three games, while it's been a worse run for the Seagulls. Three defeats, two draws in their last five games and two of those defeats were at home. On to Saturday and a very intriguing and hard-to-call tie between Longford Town and Treaty United. The Town are unbeaten in four and we'll hear from their boss shortly. But United midfielder Willie Armshaw made his LOI matchday debut and we had a great chat. He banged in two goals in the recent and very impressive win away to Bray. Bray away now would have been a big one really. They were, And especially up there as well. They were on good farm up there. Um, you know, it's a tough place to go. They're a big physical team and they're good on the ball. But um, we had a game plan and we went out and uh, we just, we stuck to it and it just worked out for us on the day and we were able to sneak a few goals at the end against, probably against the run of play as well. While they were trying to get at us in, we just caught them quick on the counter and uh, that's that's part of the game that we can play as well because we have lads off the bench who are good for that as well, you know, quick going forward and just want to get the ball forward and play. The 23-year-old started out at the Cork City Academy where he played in a very good side working his way up to under-19 level before moving on to the now-defunct Limerick. Before the club liquidated, Armshaw moved to the amateur ranks and played for the famous St. Michael's. Uh, I really I really enjoyed my time now with St. Michael's. I was back for two seasons and in the first season I was there we were actually lucky enough we, we actually won every competition we were in. So we won the league, the, the local cup, the cup. We won the, the FAI Junior Cup. We won the Munster Junior Cup. We won Munster Junior Champions. And then we actually ended up winning the President's Cup then the following season as well. Armshaw did his leaving certificate while playing and he got a great football education with the Tipperary Club. With all the games and all the big matches as well, you know, I learned to play under pressure and I was only 18 at the time as well. So, you know, moving up to the physicality of playing with grown men as well, I suppose, really helped it as well especially in them later stages of them bigger competitions when the comp- when the players became tougher and they were quicker and stronger and it really helped you improve as a player and of course the, the boys I played with as well there was a lot of experience at St. Michael's you know all their players Jimmy Kerr and Christopher Higgins Paul Breton and we had Ch- James Chalky Welch over us as well he was managing and you know they've all had great junior soccer careers with Ireland as well and all, nearly all of them are captain, captain Ireland at junior level and you know, they're just great lads to get experience under. He's made four starts and 11 sub-appearances for United and admits that the recent three wins in a row, which was built on previous good form to leave them just outside the playoff places, has helped grow confidence within the squad. That just shows how quick things can change around. Like, you know, lads be feeling sorry for themselves and training after a few bad results and you know, training might be as good. But then when you get on the string of results, then, you know, mood 
tips up, you're coming from work and you're you're happy to be there and all you want to do is just get on the ball and get training and fellas are flying around the places and the good run it's just good mood good camp that just keeps the run going then Bishop's Gate won't be the easiest place to keep that run going but Armshaw's bullish about their chances yeah they're in good form and it, it is tough going up there because it's a it's a journey as well like it's two two and a bit hours from Limerick and uh, it's not bad roads and you're on a, you're on the bus you're cramped on the bus and but uh you know, we, we beat them earlier on the season and, you know, no team, you're not to be afraid of any team in the league, really. Bear, bear maybe the two prof- the top two teams, two professional teams, you know, but I see any other team in the league, you'd be, you know, I wouldn't be writing anyone off as well on the day because uh, anything can happen on the day. But um, we'll be going up there and we'll be looking to come away with three points anyway. We won't be going out to fear them and we'll show them their respect, but we won't show them too much at the same time and... Uh, Hopefully we'll come away to three points. Treaty United's run hasn't gone unnoticed by town boss Stephen Henderson. Well, it couldn't really. I think we, we were the ones that put them on that little run, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> you know, I think, you know, they were struggling right up. And, and I'm, not, I'm not lying to you, Stephen. Tommy, to be honest with you, we were really good down the markets field against them. And we should have bet them, in my opinion. And I'll be honest with you, I thought we should have bet them. Uh, they were absolutely clinical that day. They went and got their first three goals of the season. Uh you know, we scored two that day. It's not like us to give up uh, three goals. Henderson has turned things around since then and has seen his side earn eight points from the last 12 on offer. Three of those came in a win against the apparently unbeatable leaders, Galway United. So, what's the formula? Well, first of all, there's a lot of luck involved in it. And uh, then I suppose more importantly, there's a lot of organisation went into it. Um, they're a really good side, Steve. They're really strong physically. They have a they have a way of playing. Every player knows their roles, so you know we had to set up different, which we did, and uh, you know. And after that, it's a hail mary. But don't ever um, I can never take away the effort that our players put into that match, uh, which they do every week. But just our organisation and the sheer will and determination of each of the players that came onto the pitch that day, it was a fantastic win and it gave it gave us a huge boost. That we needed. That big night was followed by a hard-fought win in Tralee. We didn't play well on the day, Steve, but we dug it out. We we got we scored. We got two really good goals. We got a fortunate own goal. Uh, we gave up two, which uh, you know was disappointing. But overall, it was a brilliant week for the club with Galway back-to-back wins, and uh, you know we're only three points outside the playoffs now, which is uh, which is brilliant because we genuinely had a third of our squad sitting on the injury table since the start of the season. And five of those players would have been our most experienced players. So for the young lads to come in and do what they're doing at this particular moment in time, you know, I, I, I just can't give them enough praise, to be honest with you. All of the top sides in the division have a regular goal scorer in their ranks, but it's something the Midlands club have lacked. Henderson revealed to LOI match day that could be about to change. Well, obviously we have identified and, and, and hopefully this week, uh, we hope to have a centre forward coming into the club. It's someone that I know really well. I won't tell you who it is at the moment because it's not done. Uh, but uh, he's someone that I know really well and it's someone that I have a huge amount of trust in that if we were lucky enough to get him in, I know he'd score goals for us. Because uh, throughout the games, you know, I think we've the third best uh, goals against record in the league, which is phenomenal for such a young team. Mm-hmm. We know that we have to get the other end of it right. And we know we have to get someone in who, who's capable of banging in 14, 15 goals. Uh, you know, I think Meany's capable of that if he get, stays injury-free. But also, if we can get uh, this lad in as well, I think we can add more goals to it. And then hopefully, you know, 
the games that we're drawing nil all or we're drawing one all, this kid can take us on to the next level and get us the three instead of the one point. The former Cove Ramblers and Waterford boss is an admirer of the United manager Tommy Barrett's work. Everybody knows what a great job Tommy's doing there, but they have experienced players that play the game simple. They don't complicate it in any way. And they have players in key areas, you know, uh, success and and then, the, you know, they, they'll score goals for you. They have goal scorers. They have an experienced defence there, you know, and an experienced midfield that, that just stick to the basics. And when they do it well, they're really well organised and hard to be. But uh, like you say, you know, we're on the back of back-to-backs. Uh, we still haven't reached our full potential. LOI TV viewers are spoiled for choice this Saturday night, but this 7.30 kickoff is shaping up to be a really exciting tussle between two form teams. It's going to be a really good game of football. I think it's a really... I haven't seen Treaty playing this kind of well. You know, they knock the ball around really well, like I say, and they get up the pitch and they, they do their job well. We're doing the similar. So uh, it's, I think it'll be a really good game. Uh, but you know our tails are up at the moment. We're not we're not arrogant. Uh, there's an element of confidence coming within the group, as there is in treaty. So you know it would be nice, uh, you know, for us to get our second uh, home win on the trot, which would be lovely, you know, to get that done for the young players as that confidence grows. Well, that's it for another edition of LOI Match Day. Don't forget you can listen to all of those interviews in full in the LOI Match Day Extra podcast, which goes out in the same feed wherever you get all your podcasts. Thank you for listening. And please, if you can, like, subscribe and review the podcast. Spread the word. Safe travels to the match and I'll chat to you next week. LOI Match Day on Off The Ball.